I'm super excited for tonight because uh, um, I get to uh, share the stage, I guess, um, with Ethan. This is Ethan. Uh, Ethan is, Ethan, how old are you? I am 17. Well, I just meant like, yeah, you can clap for that, I guess. Uh, Ethan's a senior, yeah. Um, yeah, Ethan's pretty cool. So uh, I'm excited for uh, tonight because Ethan's going to get to share uh, tonight just about, uh, we're, again, we're in week three, right, Ethan, of who you bring in. And so Ethan uh, is going to share a little bit uh, with me. So I'm excited. You guys are in for a pretty great treat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ethan brought treats. I, I did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, all right, Ethan, like, does whatever he can to make me feel awkward, so now I've got to, like, make him feel awkward on stage. I appreciate that. On oh, stage. Thank you. All that I can. So, uh, right, Ethan? So, uh, I've got some would-you-rather questions just so that we can, like, get to know you a little bit. Is that all right? Yeah. You guys want to hear Ethan answer some would-you-rather? Yeah? All right. Um, so, Ethan, would you rather, uh, uh, I guess this one's all right. Would you rather sound like Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck for the rest of your life? What do you think? Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck? I guess Mickey Mouse just because, like, I don't want to have that slur that Donald Duck does. He has a slur? Kind of. He's like, yeah. He does sounds he? like a duck. <laughs> I mean, like a, he's not clear. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. All right. I guess, yeah. Yeah. How many of you guys would rather have sound like Mickey Mouse? How many of you guys would rather sound like du Donald Duck? Why Mickey Mouse? Oh, because you don't like Donald Duck? I'd probably pick Mickey Mouse just because I shoot ducks, but yeah, right? That's a good reason. That's a good reason. Uh, all right, one more. Um, actually, two more. If you were solving a case, Ethan, oh no, actually, let's do this one. Would you rather have no elbows or no knees? I stood up, so you have to stand up, too. The pressure. No elbows or no knees? I guess. I mean, you'd have like, you'd just like, you'd walk like this, like a penguin. Or you'd just be like this for the rest of your life, and you'd have to like. I guess no knees. Oh, I just bent my elbow, see? Yeah. Knees? No knees. Why knees? Because then like riding and doing everything uh, would be really hard. You gotta really like, hard. do it out here. Yeah, you can't run. Maybe we should try it. You can learn. <laughs> penguin. You can't what? Can't sit? <laughs> you gotta like fall on the chair. Yeah. Uh, all right. No knees. No elbow. That's a good one. I like that one. Uh, all right. One more. Would you rather have an awesome talent and never get recognized for it, or become famous for doing something stupid? I guess have a talent that nobody nobody recognizes. Yeah. Why? You don't want to be famous. I don't want to be stupid. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess that's a good reason. I guess that's a good reason. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Uh, there's some pretty, like, stupid people who have done stupid stuff to get stupid famous. Mm -hmm. You like how you stupid three times in that sentence? I do. That was good. Like this person. Uh, that was a good transition, huh, Ethan? Uh, this person right here. Uh, you guys know who this person is? Ethan, you know who this is? Yeah, um, she's... Gross, that's what she is. Who do you know who it is? Kim Kardashian. Yeah, that is Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian uh, has 146 million Instagram followers. 
That's a lot That's of people. Insane. That's a lot of That's people. Crazy. Do you think she's pretty influential on Instagram? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for you think sure. so? I think she's pretty weird and gross and don't know why she's famous. I agree. Yeah. Uh, all right, here's another person. Do you know who this is? Ethan, you know who this is? Ethan, you yes. know who it is? Ninja. Do you guys think Ethan kind of looks like this guy? The hair a little bit? If you, if you dyed your hair blue, it might work. That'd be cool. Yeah. This is Ninja. Uh, he has 12 million Twitch and Mixer followers. I don't know what Twitch or Mixer is. Yeah. Wow. He uh, just switched I, over to Mixer. Huh? He just switched to Mixer. To Mixer. He just switched to Mixer. See, Ethan knows who he is. Um, that's why Ethan's up here. Uh, but apparently he makes like billions of dollars just playing video games. Yeah. yeah. What, is that wrong? I wouldn't say billions, but... Okay. Well, we're going to say billions just because it's dramatic and fun. <laughs> but all he does is play video games. Like, if you look at his schedule, he's got like, I'm playing four hours of Fortnite, and then I'm going to eat lunch, and then I'm going to play three hours of Minecraft. I don't know, whatever else he plays, right? Like, like and I'm just going to like record myself and like pretend like I'm good. Except he got beat, right? Mm -hmm. He did get beat. He's yeah. not as good. He's not the best anymore. All right, next person. You guys know who this is? Oh, yeah. You know who that is? Josiah? Yeah? I don't know his name. He kind of does like... Huh? I have no clue. He kind of does like magic, special effects tricks. What's his name? Zach King. Zach King. Yeah. He has 21 million Instagram follower, follower, followers. Does he make money on, on YouTube? Does he? Yeah. He should what? Oh. Well, I don't know anything about Zach King. Do you know anything about Zach King? Uh, no. Well, all right. Well, let's move on to the next person then. Who's this one? PewDiePie. Wow, more people knew that one. That's impressive. Well, you can't cheat him then, Josiah. How many of you guys know this person? All right. PewDiePie. 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 I don't know. PewDie. PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Like cutie pie? Yeah. Is that what he's playing off of? 100 plus million YouTube subscribers. That's, he's almost getting up there with Kim Kardashian, Ethan. Getting up there. Getting Except up there. YouTube's more cool. Yeah. He plays video games too. All right. This is getting out of hand. Uh, I think there's one more. I don't know who this is. I have no clue. Anyone know who that is? No one? I don't know who that is either. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Do you know who that is? Oh, you don't? Girls? No one? This is, this is AJ's best friend's wife. Oh, this is the one that I was supposed to take out. Ah, got it. <laughs> this person is named Grace Villarreal. Wow. Villarreal. Maybe she's related to Matt. Where's Matt? Matt, she related to you? You have two R's. Uh, uh. Well, she's got a lot of followers, too. All right, well, let's, let's get to the point, Ethan. You think yeah. we should get to the point? Because it's getting I, out of hand. Some, it's getting some close. Yeah. It's getting All right, well, hey, week three of Who You Bring In. Um, today, tonight, we want to talk to you guys about, um, uh, we want to talk to you guys about influence. Um, all of these people have influence in 
Um, culture? Yeah, like, I mean, I don't really know them very well. Um, and Kim Kardashian probably doesn't have the best influence, but they all have influence, right? Like, they, they all have some kind of influence. They have followers. They have people that watch their YouTube videos or that watch, like, their Instagram pictures or whatever. They all have influence. But tonight, I want to talk, we want to talk to you guys about how you have influence wherever you are. These people might be influential. They might, they might post things. They might do things that, that change people's minds and influence people, but, but you guys have influence too. You don't have to have millions of followers or make millions of dollars playing video games and wasting your day away to have influence. You have influence too. So your first point on your outline is this. We all have influence. You can write that in. We all have influence. Right, Ethan? Yep. Yeah. If I walked over to Ethan and, uh, and, I, and I stood right next to him, is that influencing him? See, this is weird because he likes it. I don't like it. <laughs> if, that's influencing him, right? I mean, I'm, I'm making, I, well, maybe I'm making myself more comfortable. Let's try this one. Uh, if I decided that I wanted to take this thing and Ethan wanted to sit down, does that influence him? Yeah, right? I mean, I, my decision influenced him because now he can't sit down. And if he tried, he'd w- fall. And, that's a bad influence. Yeah, that's a bad influence, right? Um, if I decided that, you can have your chair back, Ethan. If I decided that I wanted to throw this water bottle at someone, let's say Josiah, does that influence someone else? Yeah. I mean, these are ridiculous, but the decisions we make every single day influence the people around us. You have people around you that you have influence with. Whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, you have influence in everything that you do, in the decisions you make each and every day. You know, Jesus said that we have influence too. And in, in, uh, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, it's on your outline, it'll be on the screen. Um, Jesus said that we have influence by uh, calling us the salt of the earth. Um, and so let's read, this, let's read this, it's Matthew 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. So Jesus calls us salt, Right? Ethan, you ever taste French fry without salt? It's disgusting. Yeah, not good, right? Yeah. Anyone else? French fry without salt? Yeah? It's more healthy? Yeah, but you're like Ugh. sacrificing how good French fries are. But why? Yeah, why? Right? Salt is important, right? Salt, but, but if you're not living, you're not really li- Okay, I'm not even going to go into it because, oh my gosh. All right. But salt, salt is important. Salt is important for taste. We use it for uh, taste. They used to use it for preservation. In fact, did you guys know, if you looked up, like, Google the history of salt. Google it later on, okay? There's, like, crazy wars that have happened over salt. Did you guys know that? People have died fighting over salt. Did you know that? Salt, yeah. People have died because of salt, fighting over it. And so salt is really important. Salt was also used for preservation. Now, when we talk about preservation, Ethan, what... what what is, uh, what are we preserving it from? Bacteria. Yeah, right? From it like spoiling. Spoiling, like if, like meat or something like that, right? Like they didn't have refrigerators, so they would like put salt on it, I guess, and it would preserve whatever the food was. And so, and so there, it was preserving it from corruption, right? From this food becoming corrupt, from it becoming like, like bad and not good for you. See, our, our world is full of corruption, the world around us is full of, of, of 
of bad influences, of corruption, of bad death and destruction. And what Jesus is saying is, listen, you have influence into that corruption. Just like salt can stop corruption, man, you have the power because of Jesus inside of you to influence the people around you, to change the corruption of the world around you. Man, you have the power to change the corruption of the world around you. One of the most influential people that, I, that I've known, um, one of the most influential people that I've known in my life uh, is one of my mentors, uh, small group leaders. Uh, his name was Rick. And uh, Rick was one of the most, again, one of the most influential people that I've known. Uh, Rick actually passed away um, a few months ago. But Rick, Rick, man, everything he did was out of love. Man, you'd see Rick, and he'd have, like, this big old smile on his face. He'd come up to you and be, hey, man, and he'd, like, give you this big old hug, and even if you didn't want it. Like, man, he was, he, he was awesome, and he loved people well. In fact, he loved people so well that he influenced the people that he came in contact with, just like at the grocery store. At his funeral a few months ago, there were some people uh, at the funeral that, that were Costco workers. Like, there was a group of people who just came from Costco. They, they just worked at Costco. Um, and they came to his funeral. These were people who may have never stepped foot in church, may have never came to a church service or heard about Jesus or anything. And they came because Rick, every time he went to the store, every time he, he walked into Costco, he saw these people. And all he had to do was just say, hey, how's it going? How's your family doing? Man, how, how are you doing? What's going on, right? Like, and he'd just have conversation with these people. Maybe it could be just a smile and a wave. But man, I remember during the funeral, there was a time where we, they were passing around mics talking about Rick. And, and, and one of the guys from Costco, you might actually recognize him if you go to Costco. He's the bald guy, the older guy. And, and he, he got up and he started crying and talking about, man, Rick has been a, an incredible influence in my life. And all he did was just say hi and talk to him every time he walked into the store. And that's what influence looks like. Choosing, man, choosing to meet people where they are. Just asking them, how are you doing? Being nice to people, a smile. And Rick was influential, and you guys have that same opportunity. You have that same opportunity. You have that same responsibility. Everywhere that you go, you see people who you can influence by the way that you act and by the way that you that you do things, right? I mean, Ethan, Ethan's got a few things, a, a few ways he's going to share a verse with us of, man, how we can be an influence on people. Yeah, so a huge way we can be an influence is by example. First Timothy 4.12 says, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and in your purity. So the first part of this talks about in the words you say, in the way you live, so your actions, right? That might be obvious. That might be an obvious way we can be an influence, an in, in example, right? But how do we be an influence through love or through faith or through purity? I want to hear, like, how do we be an influence and set the example through love? Does anybody have a, an, an answer, an idea? Influence through love. What can we do? Right there, Ethan. Yeah, yeah. volunteering in the daycare. Volunteering in the daycare. There you That's go. great. Yeah, just showing Christ-like love. How about faith? 
You got Derek right there. Mm. Yeah, for sure. How about faith? How can we be an example through faith? I got one, Ethan. We can be an example through faith by the way that we live our life when life is hard. Mm. So when life is hard, we're faithful, we walk with people, um, and we follow Jesus even when life is hard. Mm-hmm. Perfect. How about through purity? This one, especially in today's culture, is especially important. Mm. What do you think, Colin? Purity? Purity, we can be an example in purity by the way that, by the way that we live our lives in uh, like our relationships. So boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, friendships, um, man, the things that we watch on the internet, right? The things that we, uh, the things that we do around, like, um, let's, let's say, like, uh, yeah, like drinking or drugs or, like, not doing those things, those things, uh, that would be purity. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And so, like this verse says, we can be an example through these things. We have influence if we do these things, right? So, it's kind of, it's kind of hilarious. So, when Colin and I were planning this message, actually, we were at Uncle Harry's. It's like this bagel shop. It's in River Park um, by, like, FedEx. Anyway, it's kind of a sketchy area. Like, there are a lot of homeless people around. So, so this... Not, I can't say nice. This man was sitting across. Yeah, it wasn't very nice. <laughs> uh, at a different table, like had a corner to us. And I start hearing him talking, right? So I'm like, okay, he's probably on the phone. No, he was talking to himself. And so I'm like, okay, this is getting sketchy. And all of a sudden he starts swearing and like getting really angry. And he steps up out of his chair and like walks over to Colin. I'm like, oh no. Uh, like, me and him are sitting across from a table, yeah. like, we're, we're literally talking about this message, mm-hmm. and, and, like, he, I, I was sure, like, a fight was about to get down, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what's <laughs> gonna happen, so then, he's, like, swearing at Colin, he's, like, insulting him, like, I mean, terrible things, right, yeah. and I'm like, what in the world is happening right now, like, we were minding our own business, yeah, and then, F word, a hole, like, uh, all of it, like, <laughs> everything, <laughs> it was bad, yeah, and Colin just responds. He's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> what are you sorry for? <laughs> we did nothing. But he's like, I'm sorry. How, how can I help? Like, I'm, I'm sorry for offending you. You know, I was like shocked myself. I'm like, if you did that to me, if I was the one who responded, I'd be like, excuse you? Like, what gives you the right? You know, it's completely disrespectful. But Colin turned around and shared a very Christ-like way and showed Christ through his words. He influenced the man through his words, right? He set an example. Well, I was waiting for Ethan to actually just get up and, like, beat the guy up. Because Ethan's like a black belt in uh, a very far taekwondo or something. Jiu-jitsu. There it is, yeah. It's not a joke. He actually is. So I was waiting for him to get him to beat him up. But oh. anyway. Yeah, probably not. The um, story's not over, though. Yeah, it's... Back to the story. (laughs) All right, so not even like five minutes later, I kid you not, like right when this man leaves, right, another man comes. Like it was meant to be. Yeah, so this guy walked away and like was still cussing me out as he walked away, like was like, have a good uh, breakfast. You (laughs) like, like, dude, I didn't even do anything to you. 
He also insulted that I had strawberry um, cream cheese. He's like, enjoy your pink cream cheese. Like, what? I like strawberry. Sorry. Anyway, sorry to interrupt your story, Ethan. <laughs> you would have to be there. I'm, yeah, I'm well, not, not even, even kidding. It was the most bizarre thing. There was something wrong with him. Yeah. So, like, not even five <laughs> minutes later, another man comes. And you can tell he's homeless. He carries a guitar with, like, three strings on it. He's like, hey, if I play you a song, will you, can I have some cash to buy a cup of coffee? Colin was like, you know, I don't have any cash, but I can buy you a cup of coffee. So Colin buys him a cup of coffee, and then we're waiting for a song. He never played us a song yeah. anyway. Yeah, kind of disappointed. Yeah. He got his guitar out, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you could tell he was, um, his mood changed just by the actions that Colin, um, Colin took to... Um, Colin took to show Christ-like love, right? So the first guy, Christ, um, Colin showed Christ-like love and influenced him through his words, just like First Timothy says. And then the second guy, Colin was able to show Christ-like love not only through his words, but through his actions. So I feel like this is a good, a good analogy for life because although it may not be this extreme, we come across different people every day. People that may not be ready to hear um, the story of Jesus, right? You're, you may not be able to slap a Bible right in front of them and be like, pray right now, right? It's a process. However, some people, like the second guy, you're able to take action. You're able to do something more. So it's important to remember that um, depending on what phase of life and the readiness of the person, you may be able to do and show Christ-like love through a variety of these ways. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, totally. It depends on people. People are in different spots, and, and you have to recognize, man, is this person ready to hear? I mean, if I would have walked over to this guy and, like, uh, and, and like said, hey, here's, this is a Bible, this is Jesus, I mean, he probably would have punched me in the face. Oh, yeah. Or pulled out a gun and shot me right there. I don't know, one or the other. If right? he had one. If, well, it, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but, but the, the point is, man, that there's different people and different situations, but either way, no matter who it is, we can influence them by the way we act and by our example. And so we influence by our example, but, but we don't just influence by our example and it doesn't just happen to us. I mean, we have to be intentional about this. We have to be intentional about the way that we influence people. And so your next fill in is this influence is intentional action rather than passive living. Influences intentional action rather than passive living. Now, it, it, Ethan said, right, that, that we do this by example, but it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't just happen to us. Being passive, man, is being sitting back and letting something happen to me. You guys ever seen uh, uh, The Sandlot? You guys know what I'm talking about? Ethan, you seen The Sandlot? Yeah? The baseball movie. Baseball movie, that's right. And uh, this, in The Sandlot, what are you shaking your head for? You don't like that I'm talking about Sandlot? Well, you'll get over it. This, uh, in the Sandlot, there's the part where the kid, like, he doesn't really know how to play baseball, right? And so he goes out to the baseball field, and the, the guy who's really good, he's like, hey, just go to the outfield and, like, hold your glove up in the air. You guys remember that part? He's like, hey, just, just hold it up in the air. I'm going to hit it to you, right? And so he holds it up in the air, and he throws the ball, and he hits it straight to him, and he, and he catches it, right? And it's like this crazy thing. Oh, my gosh, he caught it. And then he learns how to throw it. Uh, just like automatically somehow like he just learns how to throw before he didn't know how, right? But, but my point is, 
in baseball, does that normally happen? Are you going to, like, most of the time, are you just going to, like, if a fly ball is coming and you're in the outfield, and you're, you, can you just, like, go like this and, like, hope that it's going to come at you? No, that's not, right? Cade, no. you're wrong, right? It's not going to, that's not going to happen. Most of the time, you're going to have to run after it and, like, dive for it, or you're going to have to run and, like, get underneath it, right? You're going to have to take action. You're going to have to be intentional about seeking it, right? This is what we mean when we say intentional action rather than passive living. It's not just sitting back and waiting for something to come to you. Remember, recognizing that each situation, each decision that you make every single day is an opportunity to influence people and show them who Jesus is. Let's think about Jesus for a second, okay? Jesus was the most influential person in history, okay? I mean, we, we can say Jesus was the most, and, and even people who don't, like, believe in Jesus, people who don't follow Jesus, they don't believe that he was, like, the son of God, like, other people of other religions, like, atheists even, right? Like, they, don't, they would agree that Jesus was the most influential person. I mean, they would agree with this idea. They don't follow Jesus. They don't believe he was the son of God, but they would agree that Jesus was the most influential person that ever lived. I mean, we're still talking about him 2,000 some years later, right? Because Jesus was influential. There's this story, and I'll, and I'll tell it quickly, of, of uh, when, the, when Jesus, after he, after he died and was raised, rose and again, risen again, is that the right grammar? Risen again, and then went back uh, to heaven. Um, his followers, the early church, they started meeting together, and they started, uh, they started doing these things and gathering the church and gathering people. And, and, and the Pharisees and the religious leaders, they were afraid of this. They didn't know what to do. They, they were afraid of this big following happening. And so they, they were meeting together at this one point, and they were figuring, okay, how do we stop this? What do we do to stop these people, these crazy people who believe in Jesus? What, what do we do? And, and they're talking about this. They're going back and forth. And finally, one of them speaks up. And in Acts 5, I'm, I'm not going to read it, but he talks about it. it my, no, it's not on the screen. Uh, you can read it later. Acts 5, he, he, one of the Pharisees speaks up. This is a guy who doesn't believe in Jesus. He didn't believe that Jesus was the Son of God. But he says, he says this. He says, look, look, don't worry about it. Because listen, there was this guy before. His name was the- Theodos. Theodos? Is that how you say that, Ethan? Theodos. Let's say Theodos. There was this guy, Theodos. Does that sound right? Look right? Sure. Sure. There you go. Ethan's smarter than I am, so that's why I had to ask him. It's not him. true. Yeah, it is. All right, this guy Theodos, he says, listen, this guy Theodos, he came up and he, he brought a following. And he brought about 400 people to come and follow him. And then this guy died, and then the 400 people scattered and nothing happened after it. And then he says, listen, there was this other guy, this other guy named uh, Judas the Galilean, okay? Judas the Galilean brought another following, brought more hundreds of people to follow him. And then he died. And the same thing happened. He was scattered and nothing happened. And so this guy, this Pharisee, he says this. So in this present case, in this case of Jesus, he says, I tell you, stay away from these men and leave them alone, these people who are following Jesus. And he says, for if this plan or this work is of human origin, it will fail. But he says, if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even be found, found fighting against God. And it turns out that he was right because we're still talking about Jesus today. 2,000 some years later, we're still talking about Jesus. So don't you think Jesus was a pretty influential guy? Yeah. 
I mean, if these guys, Jesus wasn't the first one to like bring people, obviously, he wasn't the first one to say, hey, I'm the son of God, come follow me, right? I mean, there's been people like in history that have done that. The guy who like made him drink the Kool-Aid, you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah? Guys, Jesus wasn't the first one, but he's the only one that we still talk about today. And so Jesus was an influential person. So how did Jesus do it? Jesus was intentional. He was on his knees with people, meeting them where they were. I mean, the woman at the well, we talk about the woman at the well, he goes out of his way to sit, and the Bible says that he's tired from traveling, and yet he sits with this woman, and he tells her the truth, you've been living this lie in and in sin, and he says, but I love you and I forgive you, and the woman becomes the greatest, one of the greatest evangelists of all time, and she's a woman, and she's a Samaritan, it's not supposed to happen, but Jesus met her where she was, he was intentional about it. When Jesus healed people, he touched them. He touched the untouchable people. He touched blind people's eyes. The sick, he picked them up and said, get up and follow me. Jesus was intentional. And so don't you think if we want to be influential, we ought to follow the guy who was the most influential guy in history? We have to be intentional. We have to seek the things Man, how many times do we go through the Dutch Bros line every single day, right? Or every single week? Often. You see the same person. Man, how do you treat that person? How are you influencing that person? Or the person at the grocery store? Man, what are you doing to influence people? How are you living to influence people? Remember I talked about Rick before? He said, he said something uh, that he used to say something a lot. He used to say, uh, find your seven. He used to tell us, find your seven. And I don't remember if it was seven or ten. or I don't, The number's not really important, but we're just going to say seven for this sake. And, and he'd tell us, find your seven, because, because there was, he, he would say, listen, I've found you seven, okay? I've found you guys, this seven. And he'd say, now that I've found you guys, and that I've been intentional with you guys, I mean, Rick, this guy, like, he used to pick us up every single Sunday, at 6.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, he'd come knocking on our door. I'm not even joking. Every single Sunday, he'd come knocking on our door. I mean, there was like 7 to 10 of us. Sometimes there was like 15. Like, he'd, he'd drive around Fresno picking us up at like 6.30 in the morning. Sometimes he'd come in the house because we were still sleeping, and he'd like wake us up and like shake us. I'm, I'm not even joking. He'd really do that. He was intentional. He sought ways to influence people. And so he'd say, listen. I've got you seven. Now go find seven more. He used to tell us that all the time. Find your seven. Man, how incredible would it be if the, uh, because he, he recognized that he found these seven. And if these seven found seven, then that's like a, I don't even know, Ethan, you're smarter than me. How many people is that? 49. Is that 49? Seven times seven? Whatever, you get the point, right? But if, if just one of us found seven more, I mean, we double it, right? Like, this, this is how this works. He's saying, listen, find your seven. Find your people. Be intentional. Act on it. Man, and, and it doesn't have to be seven. What if every person in this room, let's say there's like, I don't know, 70 of us in this room. If every person in this room decided to find one person, man, that's 70 people. If you just looked for one person that you could be intentional with, that you don't, you can just say, listen, how are you doing? You can just put your arm around them and say, man, I'm sorry you're struggling. Let's walk together. Let's do this together. 
But this isn't just a one-time thing, right? Ethan, this is an ongoing thing. Yeah. One of the most, the, the biggest way we can be an influence is through relationship. We have to have a relationship in order to have a long-term influence, right? So if, like, Colin was a random stranger and I go up to him and I'm like, hey, man, how's your family doing? How's your spiritual life doing? Can it, like, you know, like, let's pray this prayer. Here's the Bible. Like, that's not very influential at all. That's not going to do anything. But it takes time in relationship, right? So Acts 2, 46 through 47 says, Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with a joyous and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. Every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This verse is referring to the early church, so back when the church was like brand new, right? And the concept of just communion and uh, uh, in like a spiritual setting was like pretty foreign, right? But these men, these, these uh, Christians, right, invited others. They broke bread together in commun- communion and built relationships and uh, sought out the community to come and join them. And that because of that, like the verse said, the Lord added to their numbers. The Lord blessed them, right? So I don't know about you guys, but this is pretty encouraging to me. Like, I often get caught up in this lie that, like, I have to be some huge missionary or make this huge event to invite people, to have a huge impact on people, um, or to completely radically change their lives, or be one of these uh, people with 50 million subscribers, something crazy like that. But I often forget about that person sitting next to me in my biology class or in football or a sport, right? I often forget about the people right next to me. And so as Christians, I think we get caught up in this cocoon and kind of separate ourselves from church and from our other circles, whatever that may be. So right now, I want to play a game. But... We need two volunteers. Two people. You, want to, you, pick, you pick them. Okay. You and... Jonah. Yes. Sorry, I picked the guy. <laughs> I lied to you. All right, Jonah, come on. Give it up for these guys. All right, Ethan, what are we doing? You forgot your mic. Well, it's kind of hard. I'll just... You, you explain. I'll, I'll tie him up. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> He didn't even know what he's getting himself into. So we are tying you up. Here you go. Go ahead, Ethan. Explain All right. what we're doing. So the goal of this game, you, hmm, where should we do this? Let's do in this the in the back so that you have more room. Your goal is going to get this from that so side tangled. of the room to this side, past that, yeah. the booth walls, okay? Hold that. As you're tied up and see who can win while being safe. Yeah. All right, so we're going to tie him up, and he's going to have to, like, what is he doing? He's going to have to race or something? Yeah, who can get from that point to that point? To that point. All right, there you go, Jonah. Can you move? I can hop. Can you hop? 
All right, good. You got to hop. Take your hat off for me. Oh, actually, let's, like, go to the back first. Oh, my gosh, this is a mess. There it is. There it is. All right, you put the blindfold on him, Ethan. Here you go. Hold this one for me. <laughs> this is a mess. Oh, my gosh. All right. Oh! Did I get your feet? Oh, dang, she's a ninja. That's right. She's a ninja, like ninja. But he's not actually a ninja. Does he do some, like, ninja videos? Have you guys ever seen his videos? Just Fortnite. Doesn't he play other video games? All right, put your legs together. I'm running out of rope. All right, let's do this. All right, Ethan, let's do it quick. Now you just got to hold it. Okay. Hold it tight. There you go. All right, hop. Hop down the stage. There it is. There it is. All right, all the way to the back. Who's going to win? Are they racing right now? I guess they're going. Whoa, you ran into the wall. All right, stay there. Here we go. All the way to the front. All right, Ethan, you ready? You're going to make him hop up the stage? Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready, set, go. Come on, you got to cheer for him. Oh, nice, nice, nice job. All right, you guys can take this off. Nice job, nice job. That's a good question, Josiah. What was the point of that? Give it up for them. Just to make, uh, we really wanted to make someone fall. But we didn't succeed. I know. I should have. They know. did a lot better than I thought. but Yeah. Well, that's all right. The points still get. Yeah. So through that cheesy game, we can, it's, the rope around them can, like, represents the cocoon I think we often find ourselves in. See how I? That wow. transition. Wow. <laughs> all Ethan. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the cocoon we often find ourselves in, right? But all it takes is a step of faith to step out of that cocoon and build that relationship mm. with the... I choose that one. Well, that yeah. brings me to my second point. Yeah. How do we do this? It's one thing to say to do it, but how? How can we apply it, right? So four steps. It's not on your outline, but you can go ahead and write it down on the back. You got a lot of space on there. Yeah. Step one, choose your one or choose mm. your two or seven. Just like Colin talked about how his mentor chose seven or 15. He chose them and poured into them mm. and um, mentored them, right? And walked life alongside them. So choose your one. Right, yeah. right now, I want each of you to write a name. Think of one name that you want to or need to build a relationship with. Yeah. It might be someone that you see every day. It might be someone that, like, maybe someone like, I don't know, uh, you see, like I said, at Dutch Bros mm -hmm. um, or at the, at the grocery store. Or yeah. We have these people rolling in our mind. I know that you have someone that co that's come to mind when we've talked about this. So write that person's name down. Put Henry, that person's name down. It's not going to be easy. It's going, the only way we can do this is with God, mm -hmm. right? 
going out of your comfort zone and building new relationships is a hard thing. Even I'm, I took like this personality test. I'm 100% extroverted. It's like super rare apparently. But anyway, I'm super extroverted. And yet it's still really hard for me to especially step out of that cocoon mm. and br bring the church with me and build those connections, those deep relationships. Yeah. Um, so that brings me to the second point. Um, I think my paper disappeared. It's Pray for them. What was the second one, Ethan? The second step is to pray for them. Pray for them. Pray God will work in them, and pray God will like open new doors and opportunities for you to speak into them and build, be able to establish that relationship with them. Mm. Yeah, this is big. I mean, prayer, like, something, sometimes prayer is something that we, like, neglect, that we don't do. Um, man, but that one person, the best thing that you can do for that one person is to change their heart. You can't change their heart. God can. Only God. And so if God can change their heart, then you have to say, God, man, I, I want to help this person change their heart to be open to what you have for them. And so, be, so praying for that person is, is the very first, the best step that you can take. But don't stop there. Yeah. And that's often one that I overlook, and it's easy to forget. But that is, there is true power in prayer. Mm. The third step is to give yourself be an available friend, right? So you want to be a friend that is compassionate and available for them. You want to be able to, uh, you want to be a part of their life. Mm. And another thing to remember is to not expect them to immediately act like a perfect Christian. Um, look at their heart, not necessarily their actions right away. Because a lot of times people who aren't, well, all the time, people who aren't Christians aren't going to strive to have those Christ-like characteristics. So it's, you, it takes time in a relationship to truly um, influence those people. Yep. Step four, final step. Tell them, tell them. Tell them what God has done in your life. Mm. Tell them your testimony and how God has maybe I mean, it looks different from person to person, but radically changed you, your, person, your actions through your faith, speech, life, love, um, and impurity, right? Yeah, yeah this is, this is uh, man, to, talk, to tell them about how God has changed your life, um, man, influences them in an incredible way. And so that causes us to think about how God has changed me. And so think about how, how has God changed your life? And then be able to share that with other people. And next week, actually, next week, we're going to talk specifically about um, what we can do. We're gonna, next week's going to be really practical, and your parents are going to come, and it's going to be great. And uh, next week's going to be really practical of how we can share the gospel. We're going to look at three circles. If, if you've seen the featured resource in the back, uh, if you haven't seen it, um, you should look at it after this, um, and you should get it. Because it's an incredible book of just, man, what we can do to turn everyday conversations into gospel conversations. And next week, we're going to actually look at how we do that. And we're going we're gonna to figure out, man, man we, we might actually practice this. 
um, so that every day that when we walk with people, we can turn everyday conversations into gospel conversations and, and do exactly what Ethan's tell, talking about, sharing and telling them about God and telling them our own story. Right? Mm-hmm. And this isn't, like I said, it's, going, it's not an easy thing to do, but with God, it's possible. And you can build that deeper relationship. Just have that step of faith and step out of that cocoon. Yeah. And um, if you have a desire to um, further your influence or um, leadership, to be able to lead people um, through influence in a Christ-like way, there's actually an opportunity coming up on September. We didn't look at it. 28th? Actually, are we wrong? Yeah, September 28th, and it's a leadership conference. Um, The whole purpose is to build your influence, Mm. Um, and so that is going to be held actually right here in this building, and it's hosted by Kids on a Mission. There will be Chick-fil-A lunch, uh, Mm. a free gift, Mm. and lots of invaluable training. And training. It is $10, but let me tell you, I promise you the stuff you'll be you taking, spend more at Chick-fil-A than... Exactly. Yeah, so the stuff you physically take home with you is going to be more than that. Yeah. So I'm telling you, it is super worth it. So I encourage you yeah. to... There's flyers in the back. Yeah. Uh, you can come ask us later. But, man, this is a great way uh, to, man, just, just grow in your leadership. Like we've talked about, each of us has influence. You might not think of yourself as a leader, but you are. Everywhere you go and the decisions that you make, the things that you do, you are a leader. And so this conference that Ethan's talking about helps us grow in that and grow into be, being leaders in our schools, in our homes, and wherever we go. And so take, take advantage of this. This is an awesome opportunity. It's only $10. Most leadership conferences are like $500, so, uh, <laughs> I don't know, something like that. So, uh, man, so do it. Be a part of it. It's something that, that's cool. So um, last thing, man, those four things that Ethan gave you, those are valuable things for you to live out. Don't just take those things. Don't just take your paper, throw it in the garbage can and do nothing with it. You wrote someone's name down. That person that you wrote down, man, take action. Do something. Be intentional about it. Start praying for that person. Start asking God to change their heart. Start asking God to give them a heart that, that, that can be changed for good, that can see how good he is. And so start, start by praying for that person and then start intentionally building a relationship. Man, if it's someone that you see every day at Dutch Bros or at the grocery store, just say hi to them. Be nice. While you're waiting for your drink, don't just like stand there like this on your phone or like talk to them. Have a conversation. Man, I'm, I'm so guilty of this. Like at the store, I'm like, I just want to get in and get out. I hate talking to people, right? But, but, but man, what, that person sees millions of people every day. You could be the only Jesus that that person sees that day. And so, man, what are you going to do with the influence that you have? Are you going to choose to live the way Jesus wants you to live? Are you going to choose to do these four things? Man, don't just stop here. Take action. Do something about it. All right? Ethan, why don't you pray for us and then we'll... I would love to. All right, dear Lord, thank you so much for today. I pray, Lord, that we would remember that no matter who we are or what circumstance we are in, we have influence we can have a positive influence on those around us. I pray, Lord, that you would um, give us the strength to not only step out of that cocoon we find ourselves in, but uh, to build those relationships and 
be an example through our words, through our actions, through the way we love, through our purity, Lord. I pray this in your name, and I pray, Lord, that we would just begin to ask ourselves, who is that person? Who is that one that I'm going to um, step out in faith for? Lord, I pray this in your name. Amen. Amen.